welcome to another edition of Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst in independent wrestling. I'm Jay Hawk. He's Jay Gold. Yep. Back with us after a week off is Marky. Hi, I'm still alive. Humble brag. And that voice you just heard is our very special guest. We try to bring him in one season to watch some really random Japanese wrestling, and that's what we're doing here. One of the hosts of Pod Van Dam, it's Ted. Hi, what if it was Jonah? How funny would that be? If Jonah watched wrestling, we would have Jonah on the show. Jonah uh, said Jonah constantly brings up going to an enjoy show. So I think <laughs> if he mentions it enough, I'll get him to do it actually at some point. Oh, I think it's a great idea. I would love to see Jonah at an enjoy show. I know Enjoying that, wrestling the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. Um, I said something about it at the Akron show. I was like, yeah, Jonah wants to go to enjoy. I'd probably go with him. And Ziggy Heim said that it's easily the most attractive wrestling crowd that she works in front of. Really? A bunch of attractive people in that enjoy crowd. Well, I can't go now. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I thought the AIW crowd is the most attractive out of all the wrestling shows that I go to. Oh, man, we got Jonah out there bringing it down. (laughs) (laughs) Jonah and Pants scowling down down on everybody as they watch wrestling, judging them silently. Okay, well, we'll talk about everybody's weekend here. Ed and myself were uh, at Toy Hyo this weekend. Oh, How yeah, was it? it was. Did it's you get the Megazord? No, um, well, I'm really good at talking myself out of stuff when it comes to money because I'm very much like I would like to have stuff, but in my, my core, I know I don't need it. So, like, there was a Thunder Megazord, which is like my favorite Megazord, and I was like, man, if that's $200. I just, I won't even think about it. And I walked over to it and it was 150. And I said, yeah, man, that's close enough to 200. I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> was that the same one you've been looking for all these years? No, that dude just doesn't come anymore. I think COVID, I think he's a casualty of COVID. He was a very old man. Oh, um, no. So he died clutching his Megazord. Uh-huh, I, <laughs> I probably could have gone and got it in the state sale for way cheaper. <laughs> Some jokes on him. Um, no, there is some dope shit. I just don't like buying anything. <laughs> okay, well, there was like random shit. Like there's a Power Rangers, like it said Power Rangers snack pack. And what it looked like was a plastic, thick plastic case, right? With the Blue Ranger on it. And it looked like it's big enough for a juice box. And then like a little tray that you could probably put like a chocolate chip cookie in. Like that encloses in it to keep it safe for your lunch, I would assume. But uh, I was like, that's that's really neat. And they're like, $20. I'm like, well, that ain't $20 neat. Like, <laughs> It definitely is not $20 neat. No. It's no it's no great Kali rookie figure from uh, New Japan that I have now overseeing my gym. No. So, uh, And then Gangrel was, came and ate a walking taco. And then he was a dick about it after. <laughs> he did what? He came over to the barbecue thing. Oh, my God. This is like the best story. So he comes over. And it's him and his manager guy, right? And uh, he's like, uh, what do you want, man? And Gangrel's like, yeah, I'll try that, like, walkie taco. And he's like, all right. So he's like, all right, he wants walkie taco a lot. And Brock's girlfriend's like, all right. And she puts it in the register. She's like, this is how much it'll be. But, like, if, if you're signing there, you just get it for free, right? So right. She, he's like, he doesn't say to, like, Brock's girlfriend, uh, oh, no, he's signing here. He goes, it's getting grill. She goes, <laughs> okay, cool. That's cool. And he's, he's like, he's one of the wrestlers signing here. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's free. 
<laughs> and we're all laughing about how like we were like, oh man, she just thought like that's just a guy with vampire teeth. And then yeah. we were like joking about it. And she's like, no, what I thought was like that is a guy with meth mouth. She's like, I <laughs> thought he had all busted up, broken up meth teeth. And then we were all like, man, it's just so funny that like to us, like right away, like, oh my god, it's gang girl. But it's like a giant majority of the vast population of the world. That is just a guy with weird teeth. And then like we're in this weird little <laughs> bubble where he means something. It's so fucking wild. We're in a weird little bubble where he gets free tacos and, and elsewhere in the universe he does not. <laughs> he said it was bad after, I guess, and Butter's uh home office there heard him, and I think what was said was he told Brock like fucking gang girl was shit talking your food and brock had the same reaction i did where it's like well you got a fucking walking taco like a fucking 10 year old like get brisket or something you fucking no like that brisket is really fucking good i'm so good yeah it's it's absolutely awesome yeah i was gonna go for the pork pork, but they didn't have any ready when i when i got a chance to head up there but i'm out there helping the wild i'm out there helping the uh wild card mike at the wild card video game booth and Cody's and Paige can take a Genesis game. Like, as we were packing everything up, which was cool. But like, the, the, but, but like the booth right next to us. I'm big on the old LJN WWF figure from like mid '80s. That's why I grew up playing. And they actually had like one of the fucking black card Haku men on card Ooh. in a defender case. Now I've looked this up on eBay. It goes on eBay usually for somewhere around a thousand, eleven hundred bucks men on card. And the estimated value of it like thirteen hundred. So finding for eleven hundred actually a pretty good deal. This dude's trying to charge twenty seven fifty for this fucking thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, take that to Wicker World or New York Comic Con or something, dude. If you're gonna charge that much for it, you're not fucking getting it at fucking Toy Ohio. You're not getting it at New York Comic Con either. There's no the wrestling has, has kind of calmed down as far as the, the the what they were selling and what the value was when I was there. Good lord. Twenty seven fifty nowadays? Twenty seven fifty. And I and I'm looking at it going. Like even even that one that one's so rare. Like even Luke, it's like four or five hundred bucks. Like I get trying to get what you can out of it, but like you're charging more than double what it's going for fucking online. And it took yeah. like thirty seconds to look that shit up. Like there ain't no way. And that- Pe- Pedro and I were both like asking questions about it. Like we were actually interested in it, and it's like no, not happening. <laughs> did oh, you get no to talk way. to? Uh, did you get to talk to Kid Cash briefly? Dude, he Kid was Cash- there too. Yeah, Kid yeah. Cash was there, and I'm I'm sad. Like I was working the whole time, man. Cause like I would have liked to. Well, never mind. I wouldn't want to because you have to pay money to meet them, and I'm not about paying money to meet people. It's still, it's really weird to me. But like Kid Cash is really cool because uh, it's like when we had Eric Stevens on the show after he retired, and Eric Stevens was like, oh dude, I'll just shit talk and make fun of everybody because I never want to wrestle again. Like, haha, look at it now. But <laughs> Kid Cash is on that level where like what I've seen him in like podcast guests, and, like shoot interviews. Where he doesn't want to work in wrestling ever again, so he just will shit talk anybody, and it's the fucking coolest. Like you could just get that dude to say mean shit about nearly anyone in wrestling. It's really awesome. Well, that's something. Yeah, dude, good cash rules. We should have him do a uh, an old ECW show with us. We can call him and see who he'll shit talk. When I hung out with Sabu for a night, all he did was tell me about how all these guys were sexually assaulting people in front of him. He was just. <laughs> He was an odd guy, man. Holy shit. He was telling me about the, the nine mid nineties. Half that shit I couldn't say out in public. It was it was nuts. Yeah, I, let, let me be perfectly honest though, like wrestling business in the mid nineties, like if you tell me somebody walking actually actually calling somebody, I I I would probably like <laughs> be like, No, fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> They're all awful. Yep. Oh, JBL just came out on Raw, everyone. Oh god. What, why <laughs> and are you- your favorite. 
<laughs> Why are you watching Raw? Oh, it stays on while we're recording. <laughs> oh my god, it keeps me so in the many, mood. You, you want to put on NCIS? You live in the time we're going to talk about it. We're like wrestling is anywhere you want to get it. You can get wrestling on YouTube. You can just pull that right up on your TV and watch it right now. You can watch anything, and you're choosing to watch Monday Monday Night Raw. Fucking yeah. weird. It's always right. been a staple in my mind. I can't help it. You didn't like when it got really bad. Like, okay, right. so it I failed in like 2016. 2016, 2016 yes. I was done being a weekly Raw watcher. I don't think I've watched a full episode of Raw since 2016. Oh, I think I've I soured on it mid-pandemic, so like summer 2020, and then I realized how much I hated the no-fan wrestling, and then I just really soured on it after they all came back because they, they, they fired everybody and it was the same like four matches every week. And now I'm just, I'm kind of back in because at least I'm seeing something new on all the TVs. So I'll watch this, I'll watch NXT, I'll watch AEW. You know, it is what it is. Um, right now yeah. I'm watching The Cube because fucking great Guardian Yankee are throwing a goddamn rain delay. I figured Is that be, that I movie? Figured, Wait, The Cube, is that that movie? It's it some fucking the game show the TBS had. I don't know what the fuck the kid can got on oh. mute. Marcy, you know what I'm talking about, right? Movie too. The yeah, Cube? The Cube. Yeah, you no. ever see Cube? Oh, you should watch no. it. You want to get your mind fucked? You watch Cube. It's awesome. Jennifer Lopez is in that, right? No. What's Jennifer she Lopez in? She's is in not a in weird Cube. movie. She's, she's in, in a- the movie with Vincent D'Onofrio, um, where he's like, where she, where she's, it, it's like, uh, uh, he, she's his psychiatrist or whatever. She ends up in his brain. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. She's in I'll figure it out too. Yes, but I'll figure it out before this night is over. This is still a show about wrestling, I assume. Allegedly. They killed her off really early in Jersey Girl, and that wasn't the plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, it's called it was it was called the Cell. So the you're cell. thinking of the, yeah, you, you're, you're, on the the right, you're on the right path, Ed. You're on the right path. The Cell was wild. Yeah, that movie was crazy. All right, let's turning into an episode of Echocover real quick and kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's no more there's no more G four. We might as well take advantage fully of Echocover and do some pop culture movies and video games. We could do it better. Fuck. <laughs> Marky, favorite Final Fantasy crush? Oh, Tifa. 100% Tifa. <laughs> <laughs> or, or alternatively, Cloud when he was in a dress. I love how fast that was, Mars. That was amazing. That was so fast. That was amazing. Dude, I don't know anything about Final Fantasy, right? But I do know that we went to high school with a kid that they called Chocobo because they said that he looked like one. <laughs> Wait, Ed, this is going to blow your mind. You ready? Yeah. JBL is here to announce oh, his newest his newest stable, and it's Baron Corbin. He is no longer Happy Corbin. He's this big money guy who comes out with JBL, and he wears a different outfit. Now he's with JBL, two of your favorite wrestlers. No, dude, here's the thing. I really <laughs> did like Baron Corbin at first. I thought it was funny that he was like, they never said he was a werewolf, but he was clearly supposed to be a werewolf. <laughs> Oh, you would hate this right now. This I liked is him terrible. when he had spaghetti on his shirt too. Then in that time, right? That was Sam good. Corbin. Sam yeah. Corbin was really good. Yeah. Oh Lord. Well, okay. Back to back to <laughs> Final Fantasy crushes. Butter can like what the fuck to the wrestling. I don't have to edit I will, anymore. I will tell you something funny. My my daughter and her friend they came into my gym and they saw this box of bootios I have. And they were asking me if they could eat it. And I'm like, there's no possible way I'm going to let you eat like a 15-year-old box of Cheerios mm-hmm. that they slapped a WWE logo on. But you know what? Maybe I'll do it. And for the Patreon, we can watch two kids throw up eating Goudia. Hell yeah. <laughs> a fucking $13 for a box here that no one's planning on opening anyway. No, nope, I got it at FYE. 
Yep, I got it at FYE when that was still a thing. There is actually an FYE in the mall by me, but it's like so small, it may as well not fucking exist. There's one in downtown Cleveland in the mall right there, right next, right in that in that sh- in that big mall with the uh, um, the Four Seasons and Mortons and everything else, right behind Jack's Tower, Tower City? City. Yes, there's an FYE in there, huh. and I've been in there a few times. Anywho, anywho, yeah, <laughs> Gleet, it's Gleet Day. <laughs> Before we get to Glee, let's take a quick look at what's on independent wrestling this week. What's on on this weekend? weekend? We're not going to go over everything. There is a lot this weekend. We're not going to go over everything. We got the fifth anniversary show for Paradigm Pro coming up Saturday night, 8 p.m. Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. Wrestling Open turned the page and they're going to have the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Championship match. AC Mack defending against Alec Price. Yeah, I told you. He's finally stepping up in uh, in in class, AC Mack. He's wrestling some real guys. Yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest show this weekend just because of that main event. Uh, Freelance kind of show this weekend at, uh, on, on Saturday night. Circle Kick kind of show that maybe eight people will watch. Who gives a shit? <laughs> somebody somebody must be there are actually people that pay money to go see that show <laughs> i don't want to i i actually like some of the guys that are working on that card so i don't want to shit on it too bad but all right yeah fight tv uh mcw got a show on sunday is that the one that hulk hogan owns <laughs> no that's <laughs> a micro championship wrestling <laughs> honestly i think that, uh, I, I think that would be you know, maybe a, Maybe the Dick Live show. I have no idea. Well, Ken Dixon on that show, go. Ken Dixon in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that to him. He gets very upset. <laughs> He'll beat up a 12-year-old. He gets Bro, that upset. he's like fucking 40, and he's been wrestling forever. Is that yep. the first time that's ever been said to him? Because if so, he's wrestling in front of the wrong crowds. I mean, I saw him in Hoboken, another another uh, mecca of pro wrestling, and uh, he was Takes himself way too seriously. Bro, that guy gets brought in to one AIW show and he is Ken Dicks in your mouth easily <laughs> within the first three minutes of being out there. Minutes? Three seconds. The second the, door, the curtain swings open. Bro, he's remember Ken Ethan Wright? Oh, yeah. He retired. God, he's bad. No, I love Ethan Wright. <laughs> oh, no, come he on. Sucked. He was the worst. He's oh, so fucking boring. What what's boring wrong guy? with you two? I liked he's him a lot. Boring. I love his music. I love the whole thing. Oh. I I, I I like Ethan. I've worked a lot of shows with Ethan Wright. I like I like Ethan, but oh, I'm disappointed in, in all of you, in, in Marcy and Ed specifically. I love that you didn't like the music. He was a perfect villain. I really liked it. He had that old. No, I hate. I actually I hated every match that he had. Uh, they were all really boring. Slugfest. Whenever he was uh, locking in some chin locks, wrestling <laughs> like Randy Orton. Uh, it's all really. <laughs> Really bad. Trained by Harley Race. Don't forget. He fucking looks like it. Uh, because I'm guessing <laughs> Harley hadn't stepped in that ring since about 1994. Harley's like, you use a rest, you use a rest hold like me, because I, I can barely hang on after one. one Harley's move, like so. on the outside, he's trying to tell him what to do. And then Ethan's like, hey, is that fine? And Harley just smokes cigars. Like, yeah, it's great. Whatever. Yeah, it's check cleared. <laughs> sure. <laughs> fucking doing great, bud. <laughs> GKW's got two shows this weekend, Columbus and Detroit. Boo! Look available, oh, look available, no, look, look available for a nominal fee on fight. That that Detroit show doesn't look bad. The Detroit show doesn't look bad. Jimmy Lloyd against Hoodfoot looked interesting. Why do people like Jimmy Lloyd? Why? What, <laughs> oh, why? Dude, 
I'll tell you why I like Jimmy Lloyd because WrestleMania weekend outside of White Eagle Hall, he's walking into it and somebody was like, Jimmy, you just showing up? He's like, yeah, man, I was playing with my band. And somebody's like, why don't you say something about it on Twitter that your band is playing? He's like, because I don't want wrestling fans there. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So I love Jimmy Lloyd, dude. Yeah, the, the Sunday GKW show got Jonathan Gresham against Speedball Mike Bailey. That should be fun. Is that in Columbus? I believe that's the Columbus show. Yeah, that, that venue is dope. Unsanctioned Pro runs there. It's a really nice little indie venue. That'll look cool. Yeah, that, oh, is, that is the Columbus that, show, the Valleydale Ballroom. That's what I was going to ask you you all. Um, uh, Unsanctioned Pro, where are they? Yeah. Where are they streaming? They stream on, on IWTV or are they just on, like, uh, you have to find them? Usually uh, IWTV, but not all their shows go live. IWTV, not all their show goes live. And sometimes if they're running the same weekend as GCW, they'll just put it on fight. If they're doing a GCW thing, it'll be on fight. Like Marcy Baron Corbin's wearing like a half nude color. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? <laughs> like like Kevin Koo wears. I don't want to know this. <laughs> Why the fuck are we talking about Baron Corbin? Because Marcy likes that that color scheme on tights, like what Kevin Koo wears, like the nude color like she liked she liked that color on kevin too that's the difference (laughs) (laughs) i thought we we could start a new crush series because we we know it's kevin too we know there's a few others max zero and such but you know we maybe this one will work no (laughs) fucking hell all right let's go ahead and shift gear here and let's go to home office charlie butter with a one minute interview with Derek dillinger Yes. This is Charlie Butters with another one-minute interview, and today I'm with the intense champion, the director, Derek Dillinger. First, Hogan or Savage? Randy Macho Man Savage. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Booker T or Stevie Ray? Uh, Booker T. Favorite candy? Actually, I say Stevie Ray. Favorite candy, Razzles. Doors or tables? Uh, doors. Actually, I changed it. Candy corn's my favorite candy. <laughs> Favorite energy drink? Um, ghost. Bubblicious. NWO White and Black or NWO Wolfpack? Um, NWO Hollywood. Biggest fear? Um, I hate lettuce. Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart? I like Shawn Michaels. Click for life. Favorite animal? Um, I like koala bears. Austin or The Rock? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Favorite road snack? Um, Rice Krispie Treats. ECW or TNA? ECW for life. Sheets or Wawa? Uh, I don't like gas stations. Eddie Guerrero or Rey Mysterio? Uh, Juventud Guerrero. Favorite dipping sauce? Um, barbecue sauce. Stunner or Diamond Cutter? RKO. Favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie, um, I like Air Bud. <laughs> Edge or Jeff Hardy? Uh, Matt Hardy, V1. Favorite song? Um, Bow with the Bow by Kid Rock. And that has been another one-minute interview. All right, thank you, Butter. Uh, that Derek Dillinger always with funny lines. Stop, that sure was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I, don't, Derek, I don't like I don't like gas stations. Listen, Derek is friend of the show, and I know you're not in, you're not privy to this. Derek is friend of the show. Anything he does for us is top of the line, and uh, I love it. So I'm glad that uh, that we had a chance to have him again. He was a great guest. I remember hosting with Butters once. And uh, Derek was on for a whole episode. He was great. So that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hate to disagree with, with Derek Dillinger, but I love the dude, but I, I'm not going to shit on candy corn like a lot of people are, but call candy corn the best candy you're fucked in the head. I'm sorry. Candy corn is fucking vile. It's Wait, plastic in a bag. 
Let's stop, Kayfabe. And we, I didn't hear that interview. It's okay. <laughs> said candy corn is the best candy ever. Yeah, we get we get access it's to, the, to the It's fucking delicious. It is not yeah. the best candy ever. That's no, insane. it's gross. It's not delicious. It's gross. Circus peanuts are dope too. And and if you want something cool, my daughter is going as a candy corn for Halloween this year. So you know we all can rejoice in that awful flavor of candy. This what do you disgusting. think? What what do you think? What flavor of circus peanuts? Do you think those are orange? Oh, that is that's styrofoam, isn't it? Is that's that so just good. orange that's, flavor? That might be styrofoam? the best candy ever. Yeah, crooked <laughs> peanuts are like the styrofoam peanut, the styrofoam packing peanut covered in sugar. That's all they are. Yes, Kirk right. That's all it is. Rule. Styrofoam painted orange with some orange lacquer and a little bit of sugar sprinkled on it. But no, you know what's fucking horrible? My, and my dad loved them for whatever reason. He loved the little fucking peanut butter taffy thing you couldn't even fucking chew into, Ooh. and they were goddamn hard yeah. taffy. You can't oh. get the wrapper off them. That's the no. problem. The wrapper sticks to them. They're vile. Ew. I like peanut butter. I like taffy, but those peanut butter taffy thing, which is garbage. Yeah, those are the cheap giveaways. Those are the ones they get at like uh, Party City for like, you know, three cents a piece. I don't know, man. I just know I want to go trick or treat this year because I've been hearing a lot about they're putting drugs in the candy now. And I, would <laughs> I wish like you would that. come to my town like and some free come drug to my candy. town and trick or treat. You should come to my town and trick or treat. You can stay overnight and then you can trick or treat. You'll get so much candy, pounds of candy. <laughs> so many drugs. So many drugs. I plan on giving out so much drugs. Nope. No, I don't. Nope. But there are drugs somewhere in this town, whether it be rainbow fentanyl. Or some kind Rainbow of Rainbow Fentanyl animal. looks like Smarties. <laughs> exactly. Very real someone's thing going that home totally with a exists. Yes, I believe someone's going home with a buzz this Halloween. Yeah, you might kind of inform me today that I don't have to take them trick or treating this year, but again, going to take them. Come over to doing it on Saturday, and in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, you're, you're trick or treating twice. Then I'm fucking taking you. Yes, yeah, yeah, Monday. Everybody's going to do it on a Monday. Yeah, well, double double up the candy. Well, my my son, for whatever reason, the guy that he wants to be Captain Lou Albano this year. Yes. And I'm like, if you can be Captain Lou Albano, I am going at Jim Cornette and we're going to rock and rock, walk around. <laughs> and, oh, like, I thought ah. you were going to say if he's Captain Lou Albano, he's taking the uh, rubber band in the cheek. You got to do that. Uh, Here's his cheek with a rubber band. Yeah, we're actually trying to fi- figure out a way to do it. Probably spirit gum or something. We're, we're, we're planning on, on doing that with him. He That's should up. be Captain Lou Mario and tell the other kids <laughs> that if they do drugs, they're going to go to hell and they die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God. Captain Lou Mario. <laughs> There's only one Mario we recognize in this house, and it's Captain Lou is Super Mario. Oh. No, he says you'll go to hell before you die. Doesn't you, he? Wait, it's Ed, very you weird. Young, are, are you it's old a very enough to weird remember PSA. that show? Are you old enough to remember the yeah, Super yeah. Mario Fun Hour or whatever it was called? Yeah, he I caught it. In re- it was for sure in reruns by the time I watched it, but I, I definitely saw it for sure. The, the particular clip he's talking about is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure and then, you go to hell he, before you he, die. And then he wrapped the ending theme. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Lou rules. Wasn't that show amazing? That show was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love so it. Good. There's just nothing fun like that anymore. Like the live action breaking into ca- cartoon type stuff. It's just so many just... fun cartoons. I've oh. seen Owl House. Have you seen Craig of the Creek? Um, no, those aren't as fun as like they, they you're look- crazy. You're crazy. Is I that's one of my oh man. I mean, I I really hate wrestling Twitter, but animation Twitter sucks. <laughs> when they every six months go through like oh cartoon network's not to like it was when we were kids. I'm like it is exactly like it was when we were kids. You're just 35 now. These shows are good. I, I'm old enough to know that cartoons are not on Cartoon Network. That I had to watch them on in Saturday mornings. So, so. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. And yeah. and Power Rangers was on after. Uh, uh, after lunchtime, most days, most weekends. 
Yo, I didn't get to talk about this, but I've been watching so much Power Rangers lately. Yeah. Because on the last X over that Ed was on, we talked about the movie. Which movie? Which one did you talk about? The 95 one. Oh, I'm going to watch. I'm going to listen to the podcast on my way to work tomorrow. Absolutely. And I have now gone down this rabbit hole. And holy shit, this show is so fucking dumb. I love it. Oh, it's oh my so God. Dumb. It's the Ed, best. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, Marcy, I forgot to tell you guys. I'm walking down New York, New York City Comic Con. I'm walking down one of the aisles, tight, cramped aisle, like one of these side aisles of like, you know, random shit. Like in Mallrats when, when Jason Lee goes to the uh, other flea market you know yeah, like it looked like dirt that. that's right so i'm walking down like one of the dirt aisles and i turn a corner ed i'm sorry i didn't do it it was just like 50 bucks there sitting there all by himself was austin st john the red ranger <gasps> he's out of jail he's by himself in a booth with a flag up saying what? meet the red ranger and i didn't i didn't take a picture he's talking to some dude in a Jedi costume, and I didn't want to get in the way. Yeah, I, was no, like, I thought Fuck. he was supposed to be in jail. He was not in jail. He was That's at New crazy. York City Comic Con in a booth next to the guy who played Bruce Leroy in The Last Dragon. I wonder how much you must not do a lot of time for that. Uh, what do you do? He lied about business loans for COVID to get money. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think many people went to jail for that long for that. I think but they, they, no, they like the feds came to his house and like arrested like it was they had like tmz cameras were there and shit like well like, old red ranger with his thing you know where he goes like yeah. that thing you know he was there and sitting there not doing even the thing. best red ranger he was wearing honest. a red t-shirt too he was really playing it off not even the best red ranger i tell him that too he's the original red ranger isn't he's he? the original but listen the original power rangers even, isn't even the best season of power rangers no i know i'm not going to debate you on the seasons but i'm telling you that that dude was there Which- and i should have gotten a picture Maybe a cameo uh, introing a Pod Van Dam episode or something. To answer, <laughs> to answer Marcy's question, I'm sure she's going to ask. RPM is RPM, RPM is the best season of Power Rangers. Which one's that one? I'm gonna. It's I the plan one on... where um they it's like a post apocalyptic deal where they all live in a dome. Like bad guys already won, so their Power Rangers are kind of on defense. This whole thing it's really good. I'm, is it I'm... live action or is it cartoon? Oh, it's live action. It's like oh, season like fucking fifteen or sixteen. Like it's oh. down the line. I mean, at this point, I think the majority of the seasons are just up on the YouTube now, so it's like yeah, the easiest way, way to watch them. It's not like the Secret of the Ooze season or whatever, like they did the, that was never the movie. Season. That's, no, oh, that's, that's the not movie canon. Doesn't... It's not canon. <laughs> Someone has not listened to the episode yet. I told you I'm listening tomorrow on the way to work. I'm going to listen to it. Oh, Lord. We went off the rails. Jayhawk, yeah, how you feeling? Yeah, Billy, There's hey, no baseball thing. game to watch. Yeah, Billy, <laughs> Billy used the flying car more than once, by the way. I just want to crack oh, that yeah? something. Yeah, in the Green Ranger episode. Oh, they remember that a flying car. There's right. two, two times, and then one time it's just there as a prop for Bulk and Skull to hide behind. Nope. I'm, I already Bulk said, by the way, as we're in this episode, that I would I would love to watch a movie with Marcy and do a, an entire episode of X over because I have so many flicks, Marcy. You and I would have such a blast doing, but I will lobby you off the air. as. as <laughs> <laughs> Jayhawk wrestling. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah, by, by, by the way, if this game would have actually started on time, I'd be mad at everybody right now, but I'm going to yeah. be up to like two o'clock in the morning at the grade anyway, and I got to get up at three for work. Oh, that can be fun. This is the most irresponsible of Major League Baseball ever to do oh. a game not even close to starting anytime soon. If you need to stay up later and need stuff to watch uh, before that game starts, uh, the entire Gleet back catalog is on YouTube. You can watch any Gleet show. <laughs> 
They're is all it there. Or is it like glate? Right. Glate? What? Like so, they, they many, said it different pro- ways. Somebody pronounced it glate in a, in a promo. I know that, but it's great, and it's also gleat uh, because of the weird lr thing when you make jet when Japanese like English puts to Japanese or like. Yeah, Japan doesn't actually have an L in their language or anything yeah. resembling the L in their language. So the R and the L are kind of interchangeable. Who's the wrestler? Like somebody in New Japan in the '90s, like a Gaijin, got told like, "Oh, you should change your name because it has L's and L's in it, and they won't be able to say that." They can also Wait, say it again. They can also why in the in in the '90s, Dave Melker used to pay, used to type it in a Jushin Riger because Liger can actually a yeah yeah it's like the whole rolling elbow or roaring elbow thing yeah with Masala yeah anyway it's Glee it's Glee it's Glee Glee it's always going to be Glee to me it's twice twice twice, twice. Uh, what do we got right. Jayhawk. <laughs> all right so this show we are watching which is available on YouTube is. Gleet version X. Butters, hit the hit the sound bite. <laughs> What's on? The weekly review. The weekly review. Gleet version X took place October 9th, 2022 from Corican Hall in Tokyo, Japan. And actually a pretty good crowd. Corican Hall only holds like 1,200 and the place was pretty close to full. I think it was uh, over a little over 1,000. It's the biggest... Uh, Gleet show ever. I thought, I I thought they were 25 moved, according to Cage Match. I thought they removed the no cheering rule uh, a couple weeks, at least a month ago. And, New Japan uh, did. Oh, damn it. I don't think Corican's there yet. It's mostly, uh, it's like, it goes prefecture to prefecture. So I'm like, going to tell you, I don't, I do not like just clapping, cheering for well, wrestling. It's very odd. This is the only company where I don't even notice it. It's because Gleet started during the pandemic, so there's never been cheering during glute shows oh my god I, really never <laughs> yeah ever, there's never i've never experienced a crowd cheering at glee never i really should have done some more research so they just started this is not they started in 2020 newish. and October how many shows 50- have they run they've uh, run like 39 shows or something there there's been a lot actually yeah um, their their primary quote-unquote show is g pro wrestling they've done what uh 35 of those they've done anniver- they've done some other shows as well that aren't part of that umbrella it's um they're owned by Ledette who used to own Noah and uh they Noah sold Ledette sold Noah to Cyber Agent and then like a couple years later they started up Glee yeah but just I mean there was there was very good vibes in that building people seemed to be very excited so yeah man how could you not be it's Glee dude it's Glee yeah. And this show basically Gleet versus the world because basically like Gleet talent against talent from other companies. So yeah. all Japan got a present in here. New Japan got a present in here. Fucking Pancrate, they had had a present in here. I don't think Pancrate yeah. been up there for like twenty years. Like pretty pretty much if pretty much if a the company gifted in Japan, it's on this card someplace. And that's uh like another thing about Gleet shows is like they don't really have a style. Their shows are like a mixed bag of everything. Uh, but I, this is the first time I'm pretty sure I've seen like uh, kind of like deathmatchy stuff on a Gleet show, which was dope. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I was actually shocked when you sent this one over and I looked at the lineup and actually recognized some of the names. Like, I actually know some of the talent. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it. it's not like it's not like Ricky Fuji at 58 years old randomly being in an opening match and nobody else anybody <laughs> ever heard of. Like, well, Gleet rules because it's basically like a bunch of people that left Dragon Gate and then a, and like the better people from Wrestle One. Like all went to this company. 
There's there's so many twinks in this company. So I very much so many. There is. I we'll get to we'll get to one later. <laughs> uh, and they just postponed the Guardians game until four o'clock tomorrow. Which at least I'll at least I'll be getting home from work at that point. I go trick that one. Done at length. Go back back to Glee. Yes. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it here now. The YouTube streaming is about three and a half hours. Literally, like the first. Five minutes of it, it's just the logo going, hey, we're going to be streaming soon. And then the next 10 minutes, come guys talking on the PA about nothing while Mucic is playing. And right. then I, they had, actually- I, had, I had, I don't need to see how the sausage is made. Like, they're just honestly just making me hang out while all these people are just dilly-dallying in the audience. I mean, you weren't <laughs> watching live. You didn't actually have to hang out. You yeah. I fast forward you know, through all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You can even like if you highlight the mouse over it, it'll show you exactly the picture. You can kind of figure out from there. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm just saying there was an awful. I flipping through. There was an awful lot of uh, uh, nothing leading up, like the first 14 minutes or so of the show, waiting for this ambiance. Sure, it's like me. Right, it's like when you go to an AIW show and you drink inside the Odeon until it mm -hmm. starts. That's what they were doing. You're hanging out. You're hanging out in the chat room. It's the experience. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. By by the way, when these people like keep the chat, the the live chat up on the on the streaming replays, like I hide that shit. Like I don't give a fuck what people were saying during the show. I don't. I don't pay attention to it when I'm watching the fucking show live. I'm not going to pay attention to it on the replay. Like just get rid of that fucking chat. Well, that's that's part of YouTube, so you can't really like. Because they don't, they don't do anything. It's literally, this is just the live stream. Yeah, there's no editing whatsoever. No, no, there's none. <laughs> and when we finally start the show, about 20 minutes or so into the stream, we have an opening match. It's basically a, a tale of two halves here. Wait, 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 wait. We start the show with UWFI rules, okay? No, no wrong. We start the show with UWF rules. They are very similar, but they are also very different. Yep. But can I tell you something? Those rules I understood in Japanese a hundred percent when Paradigm does UWFI show. <laughs> I do not understand the rules. For some reason, the, the Japanese in Japanese, not in English, I got every single rule. I understood every second of it. Part of it is the fact that they had a scoreboard on the screen so you could see what the points were, and it would geek you to tell when they were taking points off. I understood what you weren't allowed to do. I understood what you were allowed to do. I understood the kicking, the open palm strikes, everything that they had in there. I understood. Paradigm starts to show. My brain just turns and ties in knots. I fucking hate UWF rules matches <laughs> so much, dude. It's just the dorkiest shit, man. It's, it's like craze. No, That's man. It is. It's craze is stupid too. Listen, it's like yeah. somebody saw wrestling. They're like, you know what? This needs more rules. It's the fucking dumbest form of wrestling. Like nothing I, gets better when you add more rules to it. Well, I it's think I texted stupid. you and said, I, "I think I texted you and said, there's nothing better than uh, uh, fake fighting when people punch each other for real in fake fights. Oh, God. <laughs> You're hurting each other. Jesus Christ! That's I did. I just want to watch wrestling. And with no with no crowd like cheering, it sounded like that that in blood sport. When Van Dam in his first match in the Kumite, when there's not a whole lot of crowd there yet, watching Frank Duke's fight, I and then you no hear idea. like that, you hear like the wisping on the mat and like the feet moving and everything because there is zero crowd noise. Huh. I completely thought, Marcy, do you know what I'm talking about? Is it Dan me or like the mat was just felt extra squeaky? It did. It was very squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a new description. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. The mat is squeaky. But like, uh. am I wrong? 
No, you're right. That's what I have here. It sounded like an, it sounded like blood sport. <laughs> Jayhawk, give me the names. Let's do the rundown so that we at least uh, we at least know who the uh, the two competitors are, and I get to hear who why Ed doesn't like either one of them. Okay. Well, the first match under UWF rules: Minoru Tanaka against Kataro Naku. Now, for now, okay, they're coming with the UWFI rules, but they're different. UWFI an offshoot of the uh, mid '80s version of the UWF from that was in Japan. Mm-hmm. UWF was designed to be a shoot fighting group, supposed to be re- quote unquote real wrestling. So the main difference here, instead of starting with 15 points like in UWFI, they start with five. Yeah, and, pr- and pretty much you lose a point on a knockdown that's enough for a for the referee to start a 10 count or by or by rope break. You win by commission, knockout, or stoppage, basically. Rules, lots of rules, but they 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 help so many the rules. of them. They held to the rules. They slapped the holy shit out of each other. They kicked the crap out of each other. I mean, I had like we're doing we're doing UWFI wrong in the states if like this is how much they commit to this in Japan. Like this is what I would imagine a match between like Dom and you know someone else should be like in a UWFI style. Like this is these guys were literally throwing ready to hurt each other. But yeah, but that's basically it. They're beating the crap out of each other. They're uh, like uh, Anaku hit the vicious groundhouse kick to Tanaka's head and almost get a KO off of that. And Kaido Kuplek almost get a KO off of that. But Tanaka came able to lock in the cross arm burger and get the commission in 453. I liked this one. It was short. It was, yeah. easy to, it was short, easy to understand, hard. It was hard hitting, fast paced. This was this a good one, way to start the show. If this one ended before I could lose my attention. Unlike our next match. Oh, God. Also under UWF <laughs> role, Yui Guka and Takanori Ito taking on Hikaru Kato and Hideki Shrek Kakin. Yo, uh, Shrek has the face of someone who has been through some shit. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. I can tell he called Shrek because of, of how he looked facially. He could have a leak worn green fucking trunk. Uh, I mean, go, go all I, I could absolutely see Shrek being in like. A sub story for a Yakuza game. <laughs> one of the one of the, the other tag team looked like they could be in a in a boy band. They were so wispy. And you so, know, like, you know where you was you you know where you Azuka came from? What where? dojo he trained at? Where motherfucking pro wrestling heat up, baby? Oh. he's one of two people <laughs> on this. A- they left the heat up dojo and went to Glee. Um, so my note about later. my note about you in this uh this match is that he's a total twink. Yes, <laughs> he is. He is. Facts. I don't think UWF works in tag teams. It doesn't work. You it can't. You it can't do it. It, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. The UWF this... is a dead company because they couldn't get enough people to watch it and give them money. And that's because this shit is boring. Yeah. Well, 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 now, now, in fairness here, the two different U- incarnations of the UWF at various times drew very well for about a year, year and a half each. Now, granted, that Korean can I cut a year, year and a half each. There is a shelf life for something like this. It's just, well, dude, I can't imagine around that time being like, yeah, Onita's over here blowing himself up in Parvoire, <laughs> but like, I don't know, man. Minoru Suzuki's in there slapping people. <laughs> I think I'd rather go see that. It's dude. fucking wild to me that these two things existed at the same time and they both had audiences. Yeah, 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 don't don't sleep on how big a draw the original UWF was in the '80s, though. Like they drew huge crowds when Maeda was running, the, were, were running it. 
But that was a different time, man. You watch those videos. That was a completely different time. People uh, wanted to believe way more in the 80s than they did when than they do now. I mean, that, there's just no place for it. Like Global Force Wrestling, you know. There's Global just no Force place Gold. for <laughs> There's just no place for it, you know. There's no it, place for UWF here because everyone's like, stop trying to hurt each other. This is a fake sport. Why are you trying to hurt each other? If you're going to make a comparison with, between Dead Company, can you link you something that's not Global Fork Wrestling, but I'm sorry, Global <laughs> Fork Wrestling had, literally had like three TV tapings that aired on TNA pay-per-view and no one ever fucking called them. I'm pretty sure I watched no, them all, Jeff right? Jeff Jarrett stole my gold. <laughs> Those belts were sure. something. Jeff Jarrett the, and some Global Force gold. The Bollywood Boys were the original tag team champions of mm-hmm. Global Force Wrestling. So Cody Rhodes was the on. Gen Next champion. <laughs> So, I mean, come on, Jayhawk. You know, we're comparing. We're doing apples to apples here, you know. It, not not going to lie. When J- Jeff Jarrett started Global Fork Wrestling, <laughs> Global Fork Wrestling Twitter account, like, followed me, like, right away. And I'm like, okay, the, the thing they want to hire me, I will take the job. And then they, they ran, That would like, have been shows. so good. When, I would have watched um, every show if you were the ref on those shows. When Jeff Jarrett started Global Force Wrestling, I thought I would rather <laughs> shove a rusty screw up my piss hole. Then I would watch another company headlined by Jeff fucking Jarrett. We're still talking about Gleet, right? And that, and that really long tag team fucking match. You know UF rule sucks, man. They're terrible. Terrible. Okay, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this particular match. I like the UWF style. I like the fact that it's a map-based style. I love Matt Reckling. Literally nothing happened for 15 minutes in this fucking nothing. match. Nothing, nothing happened. No, nothing. And it ends in a fucking draw. Just like yeah. it just ends. There's no Everybody resolution. There's nothing. A useless fucking waste of time. <laughs> the worst thing is, I can read like just enough Japanese to know when they were going over the rules on the screen that these matches were supposed to be thirty minute time limit. They call the They call the after twenty. They call the control after twenty minutes, and I would not have that they took ten minutes off of it. Like I didn't. They know. Long. They're like no. <laughs> that was like when uh, when what's his name Enoki uh, uh, came out and stopped the uh, Luke Gallows match because uh, he was just he's, he had enough. <laughs> I get it, dude. You ever he seen like, Luke Gallows wrestle? Yeah, he's like, I this did, is I dog shit. Yeah. Enough of this. <laughs> AIW had the perfect usage of uh, Doc Gallows, and when they paid him to come in and not wrestle, <laughs> right? Yeah, and just hang out and then go to a toy yeah, house. What a day. fucking yeah. great use of him. the perfect use of fucking Lou Gallows <laughs> and any wrestling shows. Pay him to not wrestle. And, and here's the worst part about the first 15 minutes of this match. Guys are locking <laughs> in commission move, and I'm seeing guys like trying to reach for the rope break, and the referee's like pushing the rope away with his foot. Like, no motherfucker, let him break your goddamn rope break. We can get this fucking thing over with. How the fuck do you have a tag team match where they're going? You only have to lose five points and it's still three to fucking three after twenty minutes. Fuck you. Yep, that's what... <laughs> the um. And the, the worst... that last five minutes were actually really good once they started like actually taking point away and shit. That, that fifteen that, minutes did not happen. No, I don't remember that part. I just remember being like bored to tears. You know what the yeah, worst was... part was? Uh, fifteen minutes into this, is knowing that there was more to come after it. <laughs> <laughs> Like there was no doubt at the fifteen minute mark it was going to go to the time limit. So if they literally fifteen minutes, nothing happened. It was like watching Larry Kabitko in the eighty. I can't that actually Larry Kabitko fan. I, fuck. Imagine like they're like, what if we did wrestling, but it wasn't fun? <laughs> well, I'm watching that right now, Ed. It's on Raw, right? Now. No, but like they don't know they're not doing fun. Like they don't have a discussion right. about how they're not doing fun beforehand. They think they're putting smiles on people's faces. Listen, I'm going to put it out there. IW Guide wishes Triple H's speedy recovery from COVID. That's you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Uh, what's that like? <laughs> Can't relate, brother. We we wish him a speedy recovery trip. Please come back, Booker of the Year. <laughs> and I wish that crowd in Oklahoma City a speedy recovery for having a three hour of Raw and Perkins. Exactly. <laughs> now there was a three hours of another UWF match after this, right? <laughs> now they give us a lot next... fucking shorter at least. But... My my problem with the, the next one being a women's uh, UWF tag team match is that Jagel doesn't think women should be wrestling. No, 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 no. You're not doing that. No, you're not doing that. No, Jagel is not Jim Cornette. He's okay with women wrestling. No, you're not doing that. No, Ed. No, nope, nope. I'm saying nope. Everybody's got the sound bites cut it out i'm saying no nope. <laughs> I, I just thought that the match spent a lot more time posing than they did actually wrestling they did their ninja poses at the beginning for you know whatever <laughs> and then everybody had a pose in the center of the ring and they didn't do that with the men so i don't understand i know the japanese don't know how to book the women that well but that it just looked it, it was just too much it was long and the intros were too long for a match with that was not that important i like the poses poses uh it felt like okay. it felt like you know they were you know they, they were it, it it felt like it was very costumey and very you know very uh, generic produced. poses yeah it was very produced like here's my generic pose I think that's the problem with a lot of the women booking in Japan anyway and Ed don't uh, I like women wrestling I, I have said it a million times <laughs> do not do that don't do it <laughs> Marcy come on fuck <laughs> I'm. No, she's got her hand over her face like I like like Marcy's all furious with she's me. Like, I didn't do anything. That's Ed. She's appalled at your behavior. She should not be because we've called many a match together. <laughs> this talking is about bullshit. Fucking Baron Corbin and some like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, uh, Ed's on the show shit. and we go right off the rails. <laughs> now it's the fun shit. Yeah, go. Ahead. Go this match. This match could leap better than the one before, and all the rear canal probably better than the one before. Let's be honest. Wait, wait. They did a Luigi Primo promo in this one. We haven't even gotten to the Luigi Primo promo yet. We're still in the fucking. Oh, I thought we were finished with the women's match. We haven't talked about the women's match yet. Uh (laughs) We talked about the entrance, Nick. We haven't even talked about the match. Since tequila, I'm drinking way too much already because I knew Ed was going to be on. Okay. Now, early on, referee uh, Dick Alamka tagged with Miyagi had one foot already in the ring when she, you know, when she tagged in. I, mean, I didn't get fucking name yet. Michiku Miyagi and Maya Fukuda get Tomoko Inaba and Mika Iwata. Yeah, go Miyagi had one foot already in the ring when she make a tag. The referee Dick Alamka tagged, rightfully no. Both feet are put beyond the apron, reaching over the top rope, tagging the top half of the body. That's always been the rule. Every referee can pay attention to that. Uh, this one, this one actually ends on point. Thank God. Thank the Lord. Now it's over. <laughs> so I will say this about the UWF matches. I do like the fact that these all ended differently. You had one commission, you had one draw for whatever reason, you had one end on point. Like they wasn't. Yeah. If I, I, I love I love Paradigm. Gary Wilson's a friend of the show, friend of my uh, a friend of mine. But ninety five percent of those UWFI rule matches they run all end with knockouts. Basically, this at least you call different mat ending to the matches with a nice little variety of finishing. I do I do enjoy that. If you're trying to introduce that rule set to your biggest audience that you get, you're ever going to have that you had so far, uh, doing all three finishes makes sense. Uh, I wish they could have done them all quicker though. Yeah, there, there was absolutely no need for that one match to go twenty fucking minutes. Fucking brutal. 
Okay, now we have a promo for upcoming event that includes a Luigi Primo promo. Mm-hmm. Which I can't even believe it. They're, made, they're, they're hyping Luigi Primo as like a big get from the States. It's absurd. And the only English on the entire show where some of the ring introductions were done in both English and Japanese and the Luigi Primo promo. <laughs> hey, he makes the best pizza. How apparently. can he go to Japan? He's not uh, vaccinated. Yeah, he's not vaccinated. Point, actually. He is a big time anti-vaxxer and he uh, spins a rubber pizza around. <laughs> it's, he's going to show off via video packages. <laughs> <laughs> Hologram of Luigi Primo. <laughs> Okay, we go over to the second half of the show, and the second half is... Alternatively, body double. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the guy who played Luigi in the Super Mario Brothers TV show. The one from the meme, where he looks disgusted. (laughs) It's going to be a evil twin while Luigi Primo. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be Primo Carlito's cousin. All right. Second half of the show is more of a traditional pro wrestling show. Oh, yeah, second half of this show is the fuck up. Woo. Yep. Uh, and this could pro- and we probably start with my favorite match of the entire show coming out of the intermission: Goma Watanabe yep. and Kakayashi taking on Bandito and Commander. And I need Commander on all the wrestling shows. Like every company needs to book this dude. I don't care. Yep. Like try to try to do what you're trying to do with fucking Doc Gallo can book him on New Japan and Crown Jewel at the same fucking time. Like. I mean, it's more amazing that Kazayashi looks like he hasn't aged for one day after. Right? I mean, he looks exactly like he did in WCW in like 1999. It's amazing. I like on his chunks that just said, I'm here. I'm here. He's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's starting to get that old man shape where like his arms are skinnier than like his torso. So like he has like a little bit of a barrel, but like. He is still Kaz Hayashi. Like, as soon as I saw him come out, I was like, oh, it's Kaz Hayashi right there. It looks exactly the same. Dude, you know what this match reminded me of? Like, those TNA pay-per-views you used to start off with, like, a hot X-Division scramble. Yeah. Or yep. hot X-Division tag, dude. That's what this exactly felt like. Someone watched Nave is fucking dope. That dude is awesome. I think a twink. I think he counts as twink. Yeah, I'm going to give it to him. Okay. I thought, because he's, he's a little more built. The but, fans uh, ate up. Bandito and, and Commander. They well, ate it up. They love not. it. They did all the stupid flips. They're, no. <laughs> they're so sick. Their music's great. They are. They look super excited to be there. I, I mean, I know how, how exciting it is for these guys when they get to Japan. You could just feel it. It was it, That was a perfect, like, that match was perfect. Dude, Kazayashi, like-, uh, like, comes in and he slows it down. But honestly, mm. not even, like, that much, considering how fucking old he is, if you think about it. <laughs> So like you, like he slowed it down, but like that's that's not saying a lot because like the pace was so high when all the other three were going. Yep, and Commander did his like run across the ring ropes to do his flips, and Bandito's doing his flips, and oh, it was great. That was it Dude, was a fun match. Bandito uh, did that flip to Kaz, and Kaz Hayashi takes that back bump into the chairs and smacks the back of his head on that fucking yep. chair. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Kakayashi is forty nine. So wow. And according Looks to every cage, bit of it, and according to Cage Match, he trained Yui Guka, who we talked about earlier. Ooh! Now is Kaz Hayashi a Gleet star, or is he from a different company? Kaz Hayashi was in All Japan, and then left with Muda to do Wrestle One, and when Wrestle One closed, he became part of Gleet. Okay. Yeah, Gleet, the main one he's working for right now. He has worked for. Well, he just worked the Taka Michinoku anniversary show last month, which was kind of an independent. 
Yeah, Gleek's the main what's one a, he's working for right now. Wait, wait. What's a Takamichinoku in? Uh, is it? A, he's not dead. No, twentieth Taka- anniversary as a wrestler. Thirtieth anniversary as oh. a wrestler. Yeah, oh, he I did was gonna his, be like, uh, when did he Michinoku die? And I didn't know about it. Fuck, Takato. Takato wrestling part time. Fuck. I'm just literally talking to Pop Marcy at this point. I like to see her laugh in the little box on my Zoom screen. Talking, talking, freaking in New Japan right now. Does he look like Kaz? Because if he looks like Kaz, it's no, great. he's a little oh. chubby boy. Oh, <laughs> that, he facially, he facially, Taka looks the same. He just, he just gained weight. He's a poorly little man. <laughs> <laughs> this match fucking rules, though. Glee's awesome, yes, dude. Glee's the fucking does. coolest. Yeah, this one I like would... all the, I like all the Torres Commander does, especially before he did that four fifty. Yeah, Luchador's fucking rule. Yeah, I, I I love that I love that that springboard dive he does where he walks the entire length of one rope, jumps onto the yellow rope, and does the dive. I love that. Yeah, he he did a springboard off of Bandito's shoulder, kept both guys with the DDT on the way down, and it looked perfect. Like there was no missed movement on it. Yep. Commander Pin Watanabe with the four fifty flash to get the win in nine minutes and fifty seconds. They could have given ten minutes to this one, taking ten minutes off that fucking tag match. For fucking but- sure they could have. How many more dumb flips could we got in 10 minutes? So many. <laughs> so many dumb flips. <laughs> okay, from there, we have another tag team match. Shima and June Toncho taking on Chuck Shimatani and Jake Lee. Dude, June Toncho is my fucking dude. I love June Toncho. Yeah, and 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 Chuck is a tiny little stout. Yeah. Stout little pink-haired little... Dude. little. He looked like... Uh, he looked like well, what's his name? Uh, uh, one of the Dick brothers from the, the early two thousands on Velocity. <laughs> Check Dick. Check Shimatani <laughs> is like his whole thing is uh, he's a it's a joke because he's a store little man, right? Yeah. But he's in uh, this group called Bulk Orchestra. There's like Hayata Tamura and a bunch of like yeah. big beefy dudes. Well, he's so, like, beefy. When Jake, when Jake Lee Jake Lee does that move where he like body slams him onto like I think it's uh, June Tancho. Like they yeah. they do that move regularly because he's little and they're big. He's tiny. He's just yeah. stout. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's barrel chested, but he's <laughs> tiny. He's a little man. Yeah, and he's I'm- built like my brother when we played lacrosse in college. When my brother had some meat to him, <laughs> like kind of <laughs> stouty, fire hydrating. Dude, June Tancho um, has like the tiniest trunks. He should be in Dragon Gate. His trunks are just his little his little PPs are just bouncing all over the place. This whole match, <laughs> just tiny little trunks with his butt out. Uh, that is total Dragon Gate move. He should be in Dragon Gate. They love him there. Okay, look at my first opportunity to see Jake Lee. But I don't watch all Japan at all. Jake Lee's a boring turd. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but but here but here. I, I, well, he, well, here's the thing I do like about him, though. He played the arrogant prick so well. Like, if he could actually, if he could actually get to a point where his coffin wasn't really boring, he could really have. He could really be a big star at a heel if he had like any more talent at all. What do you What do you two think? Is this your first time seeing Jake Lee? Because like I might be just uh, done with he's, him at this point because I've been seeing Jake Lee since be mediocre since like 2016. So he was tall. like the yeah tall. Oh, he looked like the that's... Japanese Damian Priest type of deal. Like he just didn't do anything <laughs> for me at all. He's just very slow and plodding and boring. Um, Everybody else in this match rules though. Yeah, I was more obsessed with Check and how small he was and stout yeah, Czech, as he was. I was all about Check. 
<laughs> the pink hair, the whole thing, the tan. It was just the whole thing was working. I like that Gleet does this weird thing where, like, just because he's one half of the tag champs doesn't mean he has to tag with his tag partner on the show. Or bring the belt with him. He's wearing the belt. He had was the he? G Infinity on his belt. Yeah. Oh, I, I, Dude, I think I might have missed it. That's the they're, coolest part of Gleet. Their tag belts are called the G Infinity. And guess what their main championship's called? The uh, G Rex. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> the fucking coolest. El Lindemann is G Rex champ. It's the coolest sentence. Yeah. There, there are a G-Rex. lot of people who who wore belt out on this show, and I had no idea what any of them were, and I didn't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Lee and Capinning Tone show with the Brain Buster in 12-16. Match is fine. I grab, I probably would have rather check at the pin than Lee. But, but politics are politics. Yeah, All the fans are not going to let you uh, use Jake Lee, a former Triple Crown champion, and not get the pinfall over these goobers. June Tancho and fucking Seema's old ass. <laughs> Goobers. <laughs> Back hey. to AEW with SEMA. <laughs> That'll be all right. <laughs> Back to Dark Elevation, SEMA. <laughs> okay. From there, we have Tatsuya Iguchi against Kaito Ishida. I'm butchering the yeah. Japanese name, I'm sure. You no, know, you got him right. You got him right. Tatsuya Izuchi is the other guy from the Heat Up Dojo that left to go to Glee. And he's fucking awesome now. He was this boring fucking dude in Heat Up. And he's so fucking cool now. He kicks really hard. Now, is Heat Up gone, Ed? No, no. Heat Up's not gone. Never. I wouldn't have any episodes. Are, are there getting any new episodes of Heat Up? Or not? Dude, they have a streaming service now. But oh, if yeah. you don't have like a Japanese credit card, you can't sign up for it. It's such bullshit. <laughs> That's disappointing. Well, this match, I thought this match went a little long. I thought it was about 10 minutes no. too long. Oh. No. no okay. This is two twins being the shit out of each other. I do not love this match. <laughs> yeah, the two guys, uh, they're building up. They gave them time, went out there, and they killed it. It's awesome. Now, there's are there no rules when they toss the refs? Because they toss the refs a bunch you of got, times. You got some discretion. It's referee discretion, I'm sure. But yeah, I he have got, ref tossing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he got he did get thrown down pretty hard, but he didn't get knocked out or anything. I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's only a DQ where you can cuss. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this match had a little bit of everything. We had some, I, I, what I assume was a hard way juke. She got busted open over the eye during a striking battle. We had some mat wrestling. We had some fat pink wrestling. We had pretty much everything but weapons in it. I would call four this match. All kind of fall finish, especially after the 15 minute mark. And she got the pin with a unique looking German in 1737. I like this match. It's fine. I will yeah, say this. Cool. Yeah, I will say this, and 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 it's something I've noticed in Japan, especially, is that you you hit one of, you hit like a different variation of a German, and it can be a finisher. Oh, for and not sure. like yeah, not like here though. You hit a German in in on TV, you know, and everybody kicks out. It's like the 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 90th German will pin a guy in our country, and over there you hit a unique German, and it's a pinfall. And I like that. I think that's great that they you know, I mean, it's a deadlift over your head dropping the dude on his head and shoulders. I mean, it should be a pin, and I like that. I think that was good. Okay. Our final match is a six-man tag team match. Strongheart of El Lindemann is Hei Onizuka and T-Hawk taking on Kama Nakamoto, Shigehiro Irei, mm. and Tomaki Honma. And Honma shocked me on the card. I'm like, New Japan actually letting people on the show, too. Um, They had, oh, like, Couple months ago, they did a show in Korokin, and they had uh, Hiroki Goto and Shingo on it. Wow! 
Wow. Yeah, Gleek gets to work with everybody. It's really bizarre. Like I've never really seen anything like it. Who, like, who owns Gleek, Ed? Uh, uh, Ledet. It's like a company. Okay. So is it a is it a yakuza like front like uh, I New would Japan? Hope it is. I would hope yeah. that it it's, is. It's the best. It's the only it's the only way to run wrestling <laughs> is have will you say, run by the mafia. I, I will say Erie and and Hanma are two uh, uh, reliable. Like when I saw them on there, I was like, oh, Erie's been around forever. He's been all over the place. And Hanma, watching him, I mean, super tan. He has that that blonde hair. He wears that like Hulk Hogan style tights. Yeah, and you know the the you could see like the the uh, uh, scar tissue in the forehead. That dude's just been around forever, and he's just reliable. And you know you're going to get a fun match with him. So and Erie too, he looks like the Japanese Derek Dillinger. He looks I, <laughs> yes, he really that would be a dope match, right? It's <laughs> like he's built like him. He wears the same tights. Like he looks just like Derek. If Derek had a Japanese doppelganger, um. Stronghearts fucking rule. Uh, they're all from Dragon Gate, and they left for Shima, uh, and they just go wherever Shima does. Uh, and now they're in Glee. Uh, and T Hawk is my favorite of the Stronghearts. Uh, El Lindeman, though, G Rex Champ. Uh, I don't know, man. Glee's the fucking the coolest because, like, Erie's also in Stronghearts, but he's gonna wrestle these guys because fucking wrestling's cool. And like that's <laughs> you know they don't really explain it. They're never like, oh, this is why it's all right. You're just like, yeah, of course, Yuri's gonna wrestle his fucking friends because, like, it's wrestling. Why not? Why would you not? Oh, I didn't know they were all friends. So they, yeah, they're so all in the same stable together. Oh, right? so so why was he on Except the other side? Sakamoto, Sakamoto is in bulk orchestra. But why was he on the other side of this? No, because wrestling, man. Because he's gonna team with Homa. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Don't just don't ask questions. Just wrestling, dude. Just, You're right. Just enjoy the show. Just. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I had no problem understanding what was going on, which is amazing, and and also a credit to Japanese wrestling as opposed to here, where I could put on uh, like an AEW show and still not know who's doing what and why the fuck they're fighting each other. <laughs> but in, for some reason, I'm watching this show and I'm like, oh, I get who's doing what here. I get it, dude. This match is paced like yeah. um like a Dragon Gate six-man tag it wasn't as fast paced right as action like wasn't as quick but the pacing like there was never really a dull moment during this entire match like it was just up 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 the entire time it's fucking dope that spot where sakamoto uh went for a ddt and then he got suplexed and right after he fucking uh suplexed t-hawk eerie just fucking splashes them just comes into frame and fucking crushes them so yeah. cool this match was this is this is my favorite match Am I the only one who's not a fan of Hanma, though? I never have been. No, uh, Hanma's washed, but he also broke his neck, so it makes sense why he's washed. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Hanma's for sure washed. The pity, he gets the pity cheers. Yeah, who's the little guy who was like looked just like Hanma and the on the other side in the black tights? That's El Lindeman. Yeah, he was great. El Lindeman, they're all great, dude. Yeah, everyone yeah. in Glee is great. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Except Sakamoto. This is the guy that was Tensai's manager, by the way. Oh, all yeah. right. Lord yeah. Tensai's manager. Okay. Yeah. Can, can somebody explain the logic to me of a guy like Hama who had a broken neck doing fucking unprotected headbutt? Like, that's like uh, a only offense. It's his, like, bit. So I think it's it safe. I wouldn't imagine he would be just doing it for real every time because it's his bit. His bit is that he can never hit a headbutt. So he's had to figure out how not to smash his fucking skull on the ground. Yeah. But what if he hasn't? He's just been doing he's it just, this all the time. He's the dumbest. He's a dumb boy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. 
your main story here is Takamoto and Erie are not getting along. There's a tension through them throughout the entire match. Yeah. Yep. It, end, it ends with a miscommunication with Takamoto. T-Hawk hitting a shiny record on Erie, getting the pin in 1602. And then afterwards, Homa tries to fork a handshake between Takamoto and Erie. So he clearly had no clue about consent. He does. Yeah, he doesn't care. He, he doesn't know what's any going on in this company at all. He just smashed his head on the fucking ground. <laughs> 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 uh, it's such a better description it just it just works t-hawk rules though man i hope they're really building for him and lindemann again for the g-rex because that's the, that's who came down to in the finals uh lindemann's the first g-rex champion and he beat t-hawk for it so i hope they're building that again i love glee <laughs> i can tell and then we go to our main event no disqualification tag team match uh, Hayato Tamura and Ryuchi Kawakami representing yeah. Bulk Orchestra, Orchestra. The coolest stable name ever. It's it fucking really radical. Taking on Mataji <laughs> Takeda and Jun Kakai. Jun Kakai, I, I did not realize, was still wrestling. He fucking old as shit, too. From Freedoms. I did not. I could not believe Jun Kasai can still move as a human being. Dude, His he's still person. getting around all right, dude. He's the like, scar the, tissue not has, That's wild. the scar tissue has has healed over as some sort of protective sheet <laughs> of leathery scar tissue on June Kasai's Dude, body. His fucking back, let me tell it you. Is, it's vile. It's, Looking at him, um, I mean, and his wife is, is 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 I remember seeing that was it the uh, uh on Vice. It the, was the uh, wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Damien Abraham, his, yeah. yeah. And his family like so excited for him. Right? That's what it's I was like, just going to say that blew my mind when that came on cuz I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, June Kasai is like some little girl's like a normal little girl's dad. That's yeah. fucking crazy. To I think know. About. And he's a husband and his wife is like yeah. very reserved and she's a okay with him coming home built like the lizard from Spider-Man. Or- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. You know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of half crook myself here. June can guy only 48 year old. Like actually a year younger than Kakayashi. He's been but, around forever. And, and in fairness, Kakai done so much of the death match shit that he might've well be 50. <laughs> did he did he come to Mania Weekend in 2019 in Jersey? No. I could swear I saw a few of these guys. He was here. supposed to come to the Lost Mania in 2020. Oh, is that doing what a it freedom was? show? Okay. Yeah. Right, right. The Freedom Show. That's what it was. Okay. I missed that. That's what I missed the most from that whole weekend not happening, man. That freedom show would have been dope. Um, it really would have been. Junka side though debuted at like the la- in the last year of like FMW, so that dude's been around forever. Forty eight, so that means he had to wrestle. He had to be like in full gear, full like full mode in like the mid nineties, early nineties, late nineties, two thousand. The first match, uh, cage match, had for Junka Kai in August twenty third, nineteen ninety eight, wrestling for Big Japan and defeating Guichi Taniguchi. My goodness, Damn, really? That's what that's what cage match had? Huh? Okay. Apparently, apparently he was apparently he was in the dojo, but it was like half of half of his first thirty matches were against Tanaguchi. When do you know? So I would say that well, like twenty four. What at the age? Probably yeah. forty eight now. So yeah, it'd been twenty fourth time. Now, now maybe I've just watched too much wrestling, but Kasai goes for the the fork on the forehead and yeah. also goes to his wristband to pull out the blade, so that yeah. when he got when he got over, I forgot who he was over. He's hitting the. He has the fork that's tucked under, but he also has the blade in the other hand, and you can see him blading the dude's head. Hey, I just that's just watching too much wrestling for me. I think I, I get it, <laughs> but 
I saw it like three seconds into it. I'm like, oh, he went, he pulled the razor blade out. He's 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 Randy the Ram with the <laughs> razor tag blade. Team. Right. One tag team has double juice five minutes into this. I right. ain't complaining about oh, yeah. it. Hell it's yeah. awesome. No, it's not a complaint. I'm just saying that I think I've watched too much wrestling. Like yeah. to see he snapped that off that blade right away, and he was right. Like he had the fork, and I'm like, oh man, I just saw it. Like it's not Robin, it's Randy. Dude, dude, you're worried about the fork. The kid had a fucking pair of kicker and can just start clanking, dude. Go. Dude, <laughs> yeah, lots of stabbing well, with the scissors. So many scissor stabbings. <laughs> like the original if the original chick were alive he'd be like why did i think a kicker damn it yeah <laughs> what did he use he just used a, a nail he used the a original chic a pencil i thought it was a nail okay oh i was at the wrestling universe the other day and he had an autographed fork from abdullah the butcher from uh, uh 1997 Ooh. it was all dated be, and signed that can't be sanitary uh, he didn't have a price i asked him i go what is that gonna run and he's like oh, i gotta call the boss whatever i'm like fuck fuck it imagine that imagine i bought a fork from abdullah the butcher covered in blood yeah yeah i mean you're gonna get hepatitis for buying a for buying a 25 year old fork i mean <laughs> i would make him i would make him put it in a ziploc as i was leaving just drop it into this ziploc i would never touch it anyway. you just have basically <laughs> <putting> this walk <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Mark's what? This match was fucking insane. Go here's the thing. We've done deathmatch show before. What I like about this is this is the only match like this on the card. Yeah. yeah. And that made it special. Um, At one point, I thought, like, this is getting a little long. Yeah. Uh, and the crowd, but the crowd was also during this match. They were getting really, like, into it and i heard some people yelling and that was cool uh yeah but like literally two minutes after it's like all right this is gonna go a little long uh hayato tamura hits a fucking mammoth home run which might one of my favorite oh my moves, god and i yes. lost my yeah. fucking mind oh my god dude i had that on that was the one thing like i i was i remember watching him swing back and do that and I was like, oh, oh so my. sick oh, i mean Nobody does that here. I've never seen that here. Nah, man, that's an FMW move, dude. That's Mammoth Sasaki. It's awesome. It's Mammoth awesome... Home Run fucking rules. Where do you? I mean, like, you, you have to be doing that for a very long time yeah, to, yeah. to pull that off. There's no way anybody in this country could do that without murdering the other person. Yeah, you just hit the other person. Then I want to see somebody do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also they're using plastic chairs and not metal, so I think there's a different. I want to talk to Derek. Yo, definitely. I'm going to dare to do a mammoth home run. <laughs> we'll talk him um, into it. This match fucking rules, though. I like that part where uh, they grabbed the bit of the broken table and uh, smashed Jun Kasai over the head with it, and it gets stuck on his head and his shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get it oh. Off. That was so cool. Oh, my God. This match was awesome. And it was so different than the rest of the card. So, you yeah, got, you yeah, had, yeah. You had three or four different styles on this card, and that was that, it, it was perfect. Dude, um, and then the the Gleet locker room comes out to like pump Iato and uh the bump the bulk like there's no more stables at that point, yeah, right? Dude, it's I'm just a, Gleet and they're like beat these freedoms motherfuckers. Come on, it's so cool. This um, dude, I'm like a sucker whenever like they do that in wrestling. It's like this gets me every time. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. This match was great. This show was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and surprisingly enough, for a show like this, the Glee team does not win the match. I pinned Kawakami with a crock arm pile driver, 21-23. Takeda and, Sasa- or Takeda and Jun Kasai fucking rule. Yeah, like, Takeda really is probably my fa- one of my 
one of my favorite deathmatch wrestlers ever. He's a really good wrestler, and then he does really good wrestling in death matches. It's so fucking awesome. He's got it figured out. Right. Uh, we get some promo after the match, both in the ring and backstage. I didn't watch any of them. I don't speak Japanese anyway. I didn't see the point. Yep. But let's go ahead and do thumb cup, thumb down, thumb in the middle. And this could be a first for a show that Ed picked. I'm going thumb up with this show. I actually yeah. enjoyed it quite a bit. All, all the way. Thumbs up. Yeah, this is awesome. And uh, Ed's enthusiasm made it even better. So, Dude, thumbs up. Glee has like easily the best shows going right now. Uh, and Japanese wrestling and joined them the most. And they have like a core group of young guys that you can tell they're building around with like Chintancho and Cheek Shintami and like Tetsuya Suchi. And then they got, they're building Eerie up. Uh, it's, they got, a, they're going to be really good. A couple, set a couple years now. I think keep money coming in. And that's, that's uh, do, a you, do you, do you, uh, do you notice? I, I don't know if Marcy J. Oak, if you notice this, but the Japanese shows that are not in like the gigantic venues, all the lights are on. Yeah. During these shows, it just feels completely different than anything here. Like all the lights are on. It's it's almost like a almost like a a fluorescent bulb type of look in the ring. There's no like it's not overly produced, which is kind of cool. Um, they come out from like just out of the side of like the bleachers almost. So I it just it's just a different vibe. I just I really enjoy it. And uh, and and I, these like secondary shows that aren't like the Tokyo Dome or whatever, I just, I do enjoy it. I, I think it, it it just is so different well, than anything we watch over here. Well, it's mostly because the uh, Japanese wrestling is so much better than uh, American wrestling in every way, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So with that, getting late, let's go ahead and get, and start wrapping things up. Uh, first off, Ed, you're the guest. Go plug your shit. I do Pod Van Dam, and that comes out every Thursday. Talk about wrestling, Twitter, and wrestling sometimes. Um and follow me on Twitter at Pod Van Dam. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Marky. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at eGirlFanboy, boy spelled B O I. Find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFanboy. Check out my other podcast, X Over. Ed was on our very last episode. Yeah. Uh, talked about the Power Rangers movie from 1995. Uh, we're going on a little vacation, so the perfect time to catch up on some old episodes. So watch that. Um. That Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. That movie's a piece of shit, and I hate it. And everyone needs to know how bad it is. So listen to that one. <laughs> it's bad. I agree. Oh, wow. It was bad. Bad. That movie was bad. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk. Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Do not accept any requests for cash from uh, in, uh, direct mecca from Instagram. It is not me. It's a clone. I had three different people. For, I had three different people on. Wait, three what? Different, for, I had three different people. Three different people on three different social media platforms. Message me at the exact same time. I think your Instagram got hacked. All with. Oh. All with. Can I borrow money? <laughs> you better you give me back my it. money, Jayhawk. <laughs> You're being impersonated for money. You made. You have succeeded, my friends. Apparently. <laughs> The best part is, like, I so very rarely use Instagram, though that's why I have so many people questioning me about it. Like, I thought you were on my Instagram already, but I know, but I never see you on it. Like, yeah, I'm not on it a much, but yeah, that's not me. Uh, also, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash refjayhawk. Uh, this Saturday night, you can see me for Real Action Pro Wrestling at the Ohio Urban and Renaissance Center in Youngstown, Ohio, 6 o'clock bell time. It is the annual Halloween show. Kip Page pinned the RAPW Championship against the Bouncer in the main event, plus the annual Halloween Costume Battle Royal, which is one of, like, two times all year that I actually get into a ring for more than, like, four seconds. <laughs> Ref bump! 
I, well, I mean, like, like literally at the costume battle royal, I always, I end up always dressing up as like a, some kind of manager. Like I can't do fucking like actual wrestler. If people expect me to actually wrestle, then like last year I did Brother Love. I did Bella Alfonso a couple of years ago, which was fucking cool. <laughs> awesome. This year I want some Wendy, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, well, Jay Cole, what do you got? I just want to thank our pal Ed for joining us tonight. This was a, a really welcomed uh, uh, guest tonight. We, we had a lot you. of fun. I was yeah, very was... excited about the uh, the change to all of indie wrestling because that really opened up my options. Yeah. And I thought was... I'd start off with a, what I knew would be a really good show. So next Perfect. time we can watch some absolute trash. Nice. And I think it was good to see smiling faces on everybody. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jgold 12 um, as everybody says, I'm a bit of a menace, um, and, and I apologize for that. Rate, review, subscribe <laughs> wherever you listen to us and our new Twitter handle, IWGuide1, because we are now the Indie Wrestling Guide. We are no longer going to be the hamstrung by the uh, uh, dastardly IWTV, <laughs> even though we will all watch it anyway. Don't forget about our merch store over at Brain Buster Tees. We are working on getting some new stuff with our new logos and all of our cool um, uh, items going up there. Marcy and I are still fighting for booty shorts and uh, track jackets. Uh, listen to our podcast, Friends Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast. If you catch my drift, uh, the A Show at Odds with Wrestling X over with Marcy, and the card is going to change. Uh, check out the other friends. Uh, I uh, JCP Designs, the official graphic designer of the Indie Wrestling Guide, PWPonderings.com, Time Castle Toys. Toy Ohio, who had their big old event this weekend. The next one, I believe, is in February. Um, big Starks brand, set tab photo, Smoking Jays Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio, and Kayfabe Collectibles, the Florida office. Our pal Joey down there will get you all your items um, as fast as he can. That is it for me on a Monday night as we all waited for the Yankees-Guardians uh, game to start, and it is never going to start tonight. So let's all watch JBL and Baron Corbin, shall we? Oh no! That no. Like okay, and rather than <laughs> rather than a Bobby Heenan quote end the show, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell a story Bobby Heenan told one time. He's talking about driving down the road with Ray Stevens and Nick Bockwinkle, and Nick Bockwinkle would always be yeah reading book or newspaper or something in the car. And he go on one night he's reading something and he go, "Do you guys know what a paradox is?" And they're like, "Well, yeah, that's like two boats tied next to each other on a pier." And no, that's like two doctors working together. Oh, go, no. So the next day, Nick Bockwinkle reading a newspaper and go, Have you guys been following the political situation in Grom? Rick even go, Listen, Ackle, we're still working on Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Enjoy some independent <laughs> wrestling, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye bye. Later.